This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Cendalan. Welcome to Imaginarium. We're in the most mundane space of your life. Staring at the ceiling. Where you will experience something new. As many things as you can. The water flowing Synthetic air is pumped into your room. See something exciting. It's like a little airport. Glitter everywhere. Sanitation robots scrub the Find something unexpected. secret room inside a room. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan and today I'm joined by Dashran Yohan from the Bigger Picture team uh, for a review that uh, I think we're both very um, excited and I, I dare say intrigued by. Yeah, definitely. Very intriguing, very exciting. I think ultimately I have a little bit of mixed feelings, a little bit, but leaning definitely more towards positive. It was, you know, it's such a unique experience that I don't think I would have dabbled in if it wasn't in, you know, the pandemic era that we are in right now. Yeah, so I don't want to be super suspenseful and dramatic <laughs> about this. Um, so we are actually reviewing a show called Imaginarium. Uh, and that was part of the Georgetown Festival. And that happened last week. So unfortunately, you won't be able to catch it this time around because the run has finished. But it is by Out of the Blue Theatre Company. And it's a digital performance. So um, hopefully, there's a good chance that you guys might be able to catch it again soon. So It's essentially an audio immersive theatre performance um, and it's completely online. And I say theatre with a little bit of a caveat because there's nothing to see. The whole thing is just audio. Yeah. And that is, I think, uh, I I guess let let me just get the mixed feeling side out of it, right? First, just so I can put things into context. Um, it's a, it's an audio experience, like you said. There was there's a narrator, and he basically guides guides us through this journey, right? He wants us to do um different things, uh, and and he while we are doing these things, there's a purpose to it. You know, we are we are guided through this this story where we have to experience our room. Uh, and, and I, there were moments where I found myself, you know, sort of losing focus. But I think this is more of a me problem than a con than the contents problem. So like I I think I have difficulty of just being in in the moment and not doing anything other than just living the moment right so it's different for movies because there's both audio and visual cues but you know like 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 this one i found a bit of a challenge to just you know stay calm and follow the narratives uh, without my mind completely drifting and thinking about something else or feeling like i want to pick up my phone and read something but that again I think that's just more of my inability to to you know live in the moment, and I, I do think that's probably one of the points the 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 the, the theater the play uh, you know was trying to make right that, that people are too connected too engaged you know all the time that we sometimes forget to just slow down and experience the moment experience the mundane thing things around us. So the clue, as it were, I think is in the name of the show itself. It's called mm-hmm. Imaginarium. And as you said, Dash, the idea is that you sit down in your room, your bedroom, ideally, uh, put this on uh, with headphones. Uh, there's no visuals. It kind of gives you these cues if you've done any version of um, uh, like an online meditation thing or, or any mm-hmm. of those, you will kind of recognize the things that it tells you to do. But it does significantly also tell you to turn your phone off and put it away. So that 
that it won't bother you yeah. during. And and I completely get what you're saying. It is actually weirdly a big ask for us to um, be asked not to do anything else, one, but most importantly, to not do anything else and not be visually stimulated. And so I think that I think that the the performance itself plays on even that discomfort that that produces. Um, they want you to be engaged, but at the same time, I think they are fully aware that this isn't something that comes very easily for everyone. I, I'll fully admit that I had similar issues, perhaps not I don't know whether it was um, to the extent that you did, but for me, it was more like I had a lot of issues getting out of my own head um, mm. of, of not, not sort of getting ahead of the performance and thinking, yes, but where is this going? What's the point of this? Like, what am I going to be asked to do next? Um, yeah. And I think that's also a sign of my brain being a little bit overstimulated in that sense or, or almost being resistant to just, you know what, calm down chill for a while, listen to this thing, take in what they're doing. Instead, it's without the visual element, my brain is constantly trying to compensate and stimulate me almost. And that was weird. Um, and, and, and I don't at all mean that the show wasn't good because I was very, very impressed at the production quality. I was very impressed at what it was trying to do. Um, I'm just wondering whether what you and I are talking about in different ways is a unique experience or whether a number of other people might actually feel the same thing. Yeah, I'm actually wondering the same, right? Because you brought up uh, the word discomfort, right? And and I think that is, you know, just to give like a very quick story, right? Like I, I, I am actually very terrible at these online meditations. So I remember once going to a spa and then the the, the 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 facial lady, right? She put like cucumbers on my on my eyes and she said, Okay, just listen to this music, the soothing sounds of the ocean and all that and just just stay calm. And I was struggling, really struggling to do that. And I, I, I do wonder, you know, if if other people will exp will experience similar things like this, like what you brought up as well. And and maybe that ultimately is also the point point of it, right? Is to really realize if we haven't realized already that that these things that we asked that, that it, it it is a challenge to really stay focused and just experience the moment and and because you know like the activities that they ask to do in, in throughout the place to really engage with the things in your in your bedroom for example right like at one point they ask us to to just experience the the water in the cup swirling swirling around and just uh, feel it and 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 also like later we are, we, are, we are told to you know communicate with the things in our in our bedroom and all that and these things shouldn't be difficult to do like, you know, just being in the moment, realizing the space that you're in and what that space means and how you move in that space. But I think the, we are so, you know, we are always so in our digital world and, and we just go and we are always connected that way. And if it's not digital, we're always either reading a book or watching something that just not doing any of those things becomes a challenge. And I don't want to undermine uh, the effort or the quality that's gone into it because we've both Definitely. mentioned like meditation several times and this isn't uh, just a simplistic like close your eyes, yep. count back from 10. It's not. It's a properly worked out, full on um, audio production. And um, I mm -hmm. love how they worked on the element of sound. So um, for instance, uh, there are moments where they talk about you moving through the sky or uh, rushing along with a river and the soundscape 
actually captures it by moving from headphone to headphone. It you know the volume levels kind of mm-hmm. envelop you. So all of those things were actually really beautifully done. Um, and so I don't want to give the impression that all this is is a guided meditation <laughs> turned yeah, into yeah. theatre. Um, but but you're right that I I wonder whether when you go in expecting theatre or a performance, um, and there are several layers here that are already. Uh, challenging for many people, right? One is this element of interactive or participative theatre in itself is uncomfortable, even when it's in person. Not everyone is completely on board. Now, you would think it's easier when you're just in your room and they ask you to walk around and do things or do things that you wouldn't do in front of other people. But I must say that even that was a little bit confronting. I mean, no one's watching and still your brain tells you like, hmm, is this a bit silly? Why am I doing this? Like, and and. I think that's part of the joy of this production, that it gets you to confront yourself. It gets you to ask questions of how you take in things, uh, your own idea of imagination, because we all like to think that, you know, in the comfort of our own homes where no one's watching, that we're completely free and, um, you know, imaginative and uh, we don't feel sort of fettered by the things that maybe when you're outside you are. But I was surprised to realize that even on your own, sometimes those hangups are still around. I think that's a fantastic point, right? Because I, so, you know, like as we brought up a couple of times, you have to, uh, there are moments where you have to sort of communicate, not sort of literally the, the narrator tells you to literally sort of talk to the objects uh, in your room, whether it's your water bottle or, or your cup or your bed or whatever it may be. And while he was, you know, telling us that this is what we're going to be doing, I thought it was going to be easy that I could have these conversations because I'm in my room, I'm alone. I, I don't, you know, I can talk softly, uh, but yet, uh, so when it when it was when it came the moment for me to actually you know talk to my cup for example you know and just lose myself and just have the most ridiculous uh, the conversations because the narrator tells us you know just let it go and he makes weird noises just to te- show you know to illustrate the kind of conversations that we can have it, it doesn't even need to be coherent but yet I found myself being so self conscious you know like oh my god does this say like well, why 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 is it what would the cup say you know I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm overthinking it instead of just you know blurting out stuff and just you know conversing and and I thought that was a really really uh very intriguing aspect uh, of of the of the experience and i and you brought up the sound there are so many layerings when it comes to the sound um, just early on when they ask you to do a quick test uh, you put on your headphones and then the the narrator will be like left left right right just to see whether you're wearing it the right way and you can see the the amount of effort to really sort of make it distinct and you know which loud, which sound should be louder, which should be softer. How everything overlaps, and there was one particular moment where they used sound, which I really, really, really loved. Where, um, you know, it happens very early on when the narrator and his alter ego, you know, starts bickering with each other, and it's designed in such a way that it actually feels like those uh, like voices in your head bickering with each other from one you know like when we watch cartoons and there's like the the angel on one side and the devil on one <laughs> side and they're arguing with each other it really felt like that it really came true 
Uh, so that's something I really want to pick up on later because I very much enjoyed those aspects as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we are reviewing Imaginarium, which is an online audio immersive theatrical production. Uh, it was part of the Georgetown Festival and it's by Out of the Blue Theatre Company. Let us know, do you enjoy these sorts of interesting, uh, quirky digital performances? Uh, if you've caught some that are interesting, let us know. You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chandana. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chandana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with me, Sharmila. And today I'm joined by Dashran Johan from The Bigger Picture. And together we are reviewing Imaginarium. It's an online audio immersive theatrical production. It was part of the Georgetown Festival last week. So it's already completed its run, but really worth keeping an eye out for if there's ever a restaging. So Dash, earlier we you mentioned the um, the part about the narrator sort of yes. bickering together, and and I really love that part as well, and that sort of leads us quite neatly to talk about the content of this production because okay. um, you know we talked about the experience of listening to something, really just listening to something and not actually watching it, um, what an audio experience is like, um, the participative elements, but there is a sort of loose story or a journey that it takes you on and Mm -hmm. for me I felt like there it was quite neatly split into two aspects and one worked for me better than the other Um, and so essentially it's sort of split into a very personal intimate aspect where it's all about things that are in your head it's about things that are in your room uh, the spaces around your house you know those kinds of things your neighbors what they might be doing and then there's this other more um, a river, you know, going through space, um, mm. being in this imaginary landscape that you don't know what it looks like. And I must say for me, the more familiar intimate parks, parts worked better. I think I have to second that as well. I, I've, I had a similar thing where, you know, earlier where we talked about how I was losing focus in certain moments, I realized that I, I did the moments where I sort of found myself zoning out a little bit again by no fault of the production necessarily is is the moments where it goes into this very uh, fantastic fantastical sort of space not that the whole thing isn't a fantasy anyway but that it's like you said you know the ones where i i I really and found myself really gripped is the one where they ask you know you to lie down on the bed for example, and then like experience what that's like. And then you you imagine like you're losing your legs and what that's like. And, and then the like we brought up the, the whole communicating with, with your space and realizing that, you know, what, what that means and, and the kind of things you don't think about within your space. But then there are moments where it really goes into too much more of the of the outer space or, or the ocean and, and things like that where it didn't quite, it, it still fit within the story, but it really felt at times like two completely separate parts that don't necessarily gel very well together. 
Yes, and and I think that also those aspects then stopped being as interactive as I would like. And as we both discussed, while it wasn't always comfortable, um, those parts where it gets you to do little things or even just think little things um, was a lot more interesting than the more passive aspects of. And that and and that's when I think even I started losing focus sometimes because mm. then you're kind of just asked to imagine uh, floating down a river or shooting into outer space, and after a while that veered a little bit close to the whole um, meditating and listening to a meditation app yep. before going to bed kind of aspect. <laughs> um, but for me, the the more intimate, the more familiar things where you're getting, you're asked to interact, I feel like I would have loved more of that. I would have also loved more of those kinds of um, that the narrator playing around with the idea of what his role is, you know, whether mm-hmm. uh, him talking between him and himself or uh, him sort of almost directly speaking to us or asking us questions. I think those parts worked better because it felt more like a performance. Yeah. What do you think of the, because towards the end, um, you know, they talk about, you know, leaving your space and then miss, perhaps missing people uh, that, you know, even more than you perhaps already would. Uh, did you feel like that those aspects uh, worked for you? Because for me, I felt like I, I, I got what they were going for, but I de- didn't necessarily feel the strong emotional engagement with it compared to more of a interactive and fun experience. I didn't necessarily feel that that larger philosophical thing when it comes to connecting with people, for example, like you haven't connected with, with people, now you feel like connecting with them more. I didn't as wasn't necessarily very emotionally engaged in those aspects. So the production is clearly a, a birth during the pandemic, right? And it's mm-hmm. very much about not just that we can't go out and watch theatre. It's also about that you're disconnected from people, that the only yep. way that you can connect is through digital forms and things like that. So I think that's where they're coming from with that. But you're right that... Um, it didn't leave me feeling any more connected than it did before I started. Um, The parts I did like that worked for me were they actually get you to think about how you're perhaps not alone in the things that you might be feeling, that you're perhaps not alone in the things that you're doing in isolation. They they get you to think about your neighbours and they get you to think about how perhaps both of you have the same song. Perhaps both of you are doing the same thing at the same time. Those kinds of little whimsical things work better to create that sense of connection um, than them explicitly saying, oh, well, now because of this thing that we've all been through, um, we are all connected. And and I think that felt a little bit hokey in some sense. Yeah, I think hokey is the right word because generally the, 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 the show wasn't cliche at all. In fact, it's the most not cliche kind of experience, but one of when it comes to these kinds of, uh, you know, theater experiences or play experiences. But I guess, you know, maybe from the from the side of the creators, they may have overestimated the, the, the impact of, of the of the show where towards the end, it, it becomes more or they, they try to make it seem like it's more profound than it is when I feel without those, um, just the aspects of us having to because I think one of one sort of larger philosophical thing that they did mention in the play that I thought worked really well is how 
they talked about how you know like when you when we look at like physics or space time continuum like the universe is always expanding and changing and things like that whereas they say like you know there's so many things going on but your space your room will always be there for you and, and that's why perhaps you need to you know understand your space a little bit more and be grateful for that space a little bit more. i thought that really worked I completely agree. I think that the show is the most profound when it's not trying to be so it's not trying so hard to be mm-hmm. profound. Um but overall um I I really enjoyed this. Uh, do you think that you'd recommend this to someone else or or experiences like this because I do understand they're a little bit of a hard sell. Yeah, it it is a hard sell and I I don't know if you know it would be easy to convince people to watch this on a regular non-pandemic time where you know people are going to the cinemas so many times and and all sorts of things and people are connecting and going out with their friends in rest, rest to restaurants and all that but for the moment i think you know if it is available it's definitely something i would recommend uh people to to just experience at least once just to to go through the the discomforts and and all that and i, I you know i want to know what my friend had to say to their laptop or water bottle you know and see whether it spoke back to them you know things things like that just just living living in the moment and experiencing it i think it's a very good show for for the times We've been reviewing Imaginarium. It's uh, an online audio immersive theatre production that was a part of the Georgetown Festival last week. It's by Out of the Blue Theatre Company. So this run is actually over, but I think worth keeping an eye out for when they might do a restaging. Let us know, uh, are you the kind who likes these sorts of experimental digital performances? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chandana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.